las seres mujeres Nunca seas prisionero de tu pasado Solamente fue una lección No fue una sentencia de vida El mismo proceso, me macho y regreso Me tienes en pecho, mirando para el techo No sé qué me das, no sé qué me das Me gustan tus besos, cómo me abrazas Y las caricias, cómo lo haces Y lo demás, me enredo en tu juego Maldito hasta luego, se dobla mi ego Cuando te ruego, ¿por qué te vas? Y yo buscándote más Welcome back, ladies and gents, to the Best Buds Talk pack, uh, Podcast. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we just listened to one of JC's songs today. Heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. So as you guys can hear in the intro, uh, it's a little bit different start. You know, and this is a different episode. We're actually coming out off-site today, and it's our very first. And I'm very excited to meet JC and to hear his new song that... We are, were we the first to hear it, man? Welcome, Jay-Z. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you for uh, everything. Um, I think you guys are like the third person. One of them was one of the producers I were working with and another friend of mine that I played. So I think you guys are the third one. It's not, final, like, it's not the final version. I have to tweak it out here and there, but it's almost there. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, you, you played it for us earlier and uh, you were asking us our opinion. And uh, I'll tell you, man, it was a really good song. It was catchy. Uh, the lyricism in it was great. What you were saying, you were saying a message, but it's one of those sort of songs that you listen to and you put things in a certain way where it could relate to other people. The other people are thinking the same way, you know? Yeah. Like whenever they're in that, in that moment with a woman where they're so attracted to a woman that for a man is kind of, uh disempowering a little bit you know or like yeah. they have all the power when you're really attracted to a woman i yeah. i think um me i'm one of my i don't know like one of the reasons i like rap or like that like like doing hip-hop is so i can project what i see what i feel on my on my lyrics on my music so i think i try to whenever i write something i try to give it a meaning and maybe like a storyline Mm -hmm. And I feel like this song is like one of those songs that you hear and you feel it like, oh, shit, oh, yeah. what happened to me? You know, like, yeah, 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 you exactly. feel the message. You yeah. feel the message that you're giving out. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and those are the songs, like you said, those are the songs that you want. You want to have a connection with the song you're listening to. And it was a nice song. Yeah. Like someone can be going in a, in a bad time right now in a relationship. That's what this song is targeting. Like but someone that... <laughs> but bro to be honest bro it's actually been proven that even if you're not going through a bad time if you're not going through a breakup you still love listening to those breakups oh yeah. yeah don't get me wrong i'm like blasting it in the car or like one of my homies will hear like me coming by and they're like bro like Jesse? that's a depressing song like like do you uh are, are you going through a breakup or something are you and your wife okay i'm like Oh, that's just like the song. Like, <laughs> it's catchy. Yeah. yeah certain yeah. things that they say, maybe it could be because you experienced it beforehand, or maybe yeah. it's just something that they say in the song where it's like, damn, like that that's, happened, that's yeah. true right like, there. You feel like, oh, that happened to me. And something like this, that's 100% true. And also the other way around it as well. For example, I hear a song from like this specific artist, and it was a nice song. I like it. I was like, okay, good. But then later on in the future, something similar happened to me. And when I hear that song now, like, oh, shit, now he's different. Yeah, because you, know I mean? yeah. you went through it. And now yeah. you understand what he's saying. Yeah. And before you just hear and like it, but now that you feel it, it's like, fuck, he's different now. Yeah. So, you know, 
now that we're on the music topic, how long have you been doing music? When was the first time you thought of, oh, let me write something? <laughs> did you write it just to write it, or did you plan on keep writing? It's funny because I was little, bro. I was like, probably like 12 years old. And I think it just came out the Prince of Bel Air oh, with yeah. Will Smith. And back in Mexico, in Puerto Vallarta, where I used to live, it was in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And the song said, En Philadelphia, yo nací crecí. So I thought it was cool as hell. Yeah. And then I write something about my hometown. En Puerto Vallarta, yo nací crecí. Like something <laughs> like that. But doing things that I, I used to do, like uh -huh. soccer, doing this, playing chess, or different stuff. Uh, so I just add part of my life to that same flow, the same rhythm from Will Smith. And then some of my friends, I guess, like it. And after that, I kind of start writing. But I was okay. like, probably like 20, 27 years ago. 25, I was like little, bro. Oh, okay. And uh, can you spit it now? Can I spit? Can you spit <laughs> the song now? That one? That yeah. I don't remember that song. <laughs> but I know it started like that. In Philly, okay. Like, yeah, okay. But pretty much that was it. That's cool. And then who were your, your inspirations to write? Like, who did you, other than the intro for... Fresh Prince of Bel Air. What other artists did you listen to? Whether it was in Spanish or in English, that motivated motivated you and inspired you to write. Like I think it was a lot of different artists, but one of my main ones. Well, I had a couple. One in Spanish, one in English. Was KRS One, KRS One. Okay. Oh, like, KRS One. Yeah, I like yeah. like the the way he say words, like very intelligent, like very. Oh. He might not have the best crazy flow, like the best crazy beats, but man, he has a very uh, his vocabulary. Uh, a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of the the words and punchlines that he said, like they're very powerful. Right. And in Spanish, uh, couple couple really good rappers like Lechowski, Setapu, uh, Natch, and I don't know, probably a lot of people as well from Spain, from Mexico. Okay. And but I would say mostly those the one I mentioned. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you guys have any questions? Uh questions? No, no. I was just gonna say, like, uh, like he was talking about earlier, like you know, when you got that song or whatever, and it's just like it makes you feel a certain way, and, I, and it, Usher popped in my head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's a Usher in Spanish. <laughs> he's a new Usher in Spanish. He's a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I feel it. Okay. Yeah. When you feel it in your body, when you feel... oh yeah, go. <laughs> you want to dance? <laughs> What's uh? Yeah. Uh, or, sorry, starting well, with J J JC. What what is what is your favorite genre of music? Like when you listen to. Ahorita, I think right now this moment I like I would say. Uh, corridos tumbados. I okay. like corridos tumbados. I, I mean, I always like hip hop, and I lately a lot of Spanish hip hop is coming up. Like lately, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. a lot of a lot of great rappers in Spanish yeah. they're popping up now. So, uh, to me, for a long time I was trying to find like good Mexican rappers, but back then they were real like. There were more whenever I put Mexican rappers like Cholillos came out, yeah. you know, like that kind of like yeah. it's a certain flow, you know, but it's yeah. not the flow I'm looking for. Exactly. I like I like more New York style New flow, York style, you know. Yeah. And and como Santa Fe and and those fools are coming up yeah. with that sort of style. Exactly. Pega más duro, we. I think those guys right now are evolving the hip hop even in English, because these guys, one of these guys, they're like number one in the charts in like worldwide Spotify, you know, like. 
Peso Pluma, for example. Yeah, yeah. This guy is killing it. So they kind of like mixing that corrido style with hip hop and mm -hmm. combining it, and it's making it different. And because also, they're good. Uh, yeah, because they, what they're targeting is a message to the regular people. Because a lot mm -hmm. of their songs are like people that are coming from poverty because right. they came from poverty. Right. So the, the message hits to the people. So they're like, hey, yeah, this is what, how I started. Yeah. I started with nothing. This is how we come up. And that's what, like I said earlier, the message is like when someone feels a song, that's a song you like. Yeah. Because you like the message. You feel it. And in, in, in you just hear it and you're like, I like yeah. this song. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Peso Pluma, bro, I, I got the Pluma <laughs> fever. <laughs> but, but it's not because I like his, his voice. I thought you didn't like birds, bro. I know. But I like the lyrics. When I hear the lyrics, I'm like, hell yeah, man. And then yeah. I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I hate you. I'm like, God, I hate you. <laughs> but it's just because I think the reason why is because I was watch, look, looking at an article on uh, Facebook. Stay off Facebook. But uh, when I was looking at an article on Facebook, and it said that they compared him to Selena. I'm like, oh, how are you? Like, so that hit home. I'm like, Selena, she's the queen, bro. I'm like, now, now we got problems. Yeah, but you know, I know it's a new generation, and obviously we got to move on, not learn to let go, but learn to look at new talent. Yeah, and a lot of new people, they don't believe Selena is the queen because they don't even know who she is. I yeah. don't even know right. that. Right, especially now in this generation. Yeah, yeah. like you what? said. Yeah, yes. because a lot of this yes. new generation grew up and she was already dead. She's yeah. like, yeah, nineteen ninety. Exactly, like yeah. Selena. Ninety-two. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, been years. Yeah. Like that's our generation. If you were born after two thousand. Ninety-five. Yeah. Two thousand. You probably don't even know Generation X. Yeah. Generation yeah. X. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like kids nowadays, they consider certain songs that we grew up with old. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I seen yeah. a video. Oh, they're making fun of it. But it's like when this this generation nowadays, like this is how you know, like how you know you're old. And this guy's talking to a little kid and he's just talking to him. Like, oh, what kind of, what's up, buddy? What kind of music do you listen to? He's like, oh, I like old school music. He's oh yeah, oh that's cool. Like what do you like? And he goes, Yeah, I like I like Eminem, I like Jay Z, I like uh I like fifty cent. He's like, That's old school? And he goes, Yeah, uh Get Rich or Die Trying is a classic. Oh my god, bro, I've never seen that. Yeah. That and yeah. but th that's the thing though, it's these true. kids it's true. just like us when we were born, like we didn't really know much about people that were artist before our time unless we actually had family that listened to it at yeah. the house or we asked about it or even the, it. the artists right now the artists is like the new artists they don't respect the the old the school older, artists yeah. that were legends uh what's his name uh nathaniel yeah. was having a beef with antonio Aguilar. yeah <laughs> like and he's like who are you <laughs> like or like drake trying to go after eminem like dude like what are you doing yeah. Like, yeah. the game too yeah, yeah, like you guys. Well, the game, the games around that era too, though. Yeah, I think the game has been doing that for a long time. Yeah, He's trying to get publicity, probably. Yeah. But yeah, it's true. He's been a long time with them. Like he was there, like man, almost, almost like ten years later, five years later after Eminem started popping up. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, same time, Fifty Cent popped yeah. up. Yeah. Around mm -hmm. the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was funny because you were you were talking about mixing that that kind of like corridos and stuff like that into hip hop. You guys seen that? Uh, who was it? Well, one one was uh, Snoop Dogg. He made a song with a band, oh, yeah, and then the other the one was MS, yeah, yeah, the MS. Se me olvidó como el nombre. MS. No, yeah. pero la canción. Yeah. No, see, song. I, I forgot the name, but I, I think was, that was a good. But I don't think it was that. That. Yeah, yeah. It's not. 
that's that's the difference. It, he was just spinning some lines mm -hmm. and trying to like that. But with JC, it's it's different because it's like I said, this new generation like Peso Pluma, Nata, uh, Junior A, Santa Fe Clan, yeah, Santa Fe Clan. What they have, like I said, they're more with the streets, more with the people, like yeah. the common people. That's why we have a closer touch to them. Cause they have really good music. Like, oh well, you hear somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I'll be playing it with you. Yeah. And and that's what they have. But also, it's also also the rhythm. And I think because I think Bad Bunny opened the doors for everybody before. The Spanish music was not the most played song in the world. No. Yeah. And then that um, Daddy Yankee was kind of like. Yeah, he. I think he's the one that started. It. Yeah, he, was he started. Really but then Bad Bunny just like broke everything. And after that. A lot of people start listening to Spanish it music, the corridos, and then they start paying more attention to that side of the Spanish music. Like yeah. my kid, she's listening to Spanish music. I'm like, you don't even speak Spanish. Okay. <laughs> one, <laughs> one of my friends, uh, he's Bob black, and his son is black, and mm -hmm. he was singing Peso Pluma in Spanish <laughs> the whole song. Man. I was like, man, I don't even know the song. <laughs> and, <I speak> <laughs> <laughs> and, and that gets me to think, you know, because like. I only put my toe in it. I'm not going to go full in it. But it, it gets me to think. Oh, watch what you're saying. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm just it, kidding. It gets me to think that um, with everybody transitioning and loving the Hispanic heritage, what are the odds of Mexico taking United States back over? Because if you look now, we are in a greater depression than we were in 1930. We are eight times more into the depression than they were in the 30s. Yeah. And so we still try to prove that we're the strongest country in the world. But with the way you see the music industry and everything of Mexican heritage flow into the United States. And like, let's be honest, like we love Mexico. They got they got all best traits. Yeah. But it's just crazy. Like, what are those odds? That's the thing. Like uh, they were saying is that more people are listening to spanish music i mean at because the barbershop like at the, the barbershop yeah. i had like a client and he's white and i was talking to him and he was saying like just talking about because you know in the bar the barbershop that i'm at it's a little you know it's a little racist over there you know some people <laughs> this shit, they, yeah he was crazy bro you some, some crazy shit but you know i'm just making money for now <laughs> but, uh, this dude came in and we talked you know that kind of came up or whatever and he was saying he was saying like, yeah, you know, like I love my wife's uh, Mexican. I love Mexican culture, honestly. Like I like, I play the music, and I don't even know what the hell is saying. <laughs> he said when I used to live in Texas, I worked with some uh, some Mexican Mexican guys, and when uh, I was talking to them, like I had no family out there except for my wife and my kids, and they automatically like you know they were cool with me they would they invite me to the carnasadas you know they nice. joke around with me and it was just like some of the closest friends that i have that i still reach out to you know and i mean don't get me wrong like there's a lot of great things about all other races too you know but i mean like to your point it shows kind of like how the the mexican spanish culture is permeating even more and more in culture yeah Crazy. Yeah. 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 Well, right now that we're in the subject of music, still, uh, <laughs> yeah, JC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> JC, how many albums do you have out? Um, a lot of people don't know you have albums out. I have a. I think in a Spotify, I have like two, and boy, no digital platform right now. I have two that they're live, but total, I have probably eight albums. 
eight albums. Right now I have two live that they're playing on Spotify, on Spotify. iTunes, so that. And then I have like maybe like seven albums in YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then another one like somewhere like I uploaded in some different pages and yeah. I don't even know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> so they're lost? <laughs> so no, yeah. So they're kind of lost. the tracks? I still have the tracks. Okay. I still have the tracks. And I'm working on a new album right now and I have like 14 songs like already finished and this one I show you. And in one of the songs I'm actually recording with the Ture Hem. He was in the same crew of Santa Fe Clan. Mm-hmm. Like they have a bunch of songs together. Oh, okay. This guy and uh, that's one of the new songs that is gonna be in the new album. Yeah, because yeah, I, I I seen you work with some Mexican artists and I like some of those songs you have with them too. Yeah. Uh, ¿Cómo se llama? I'm trying to remember his name. Tengo con tequila. Yeah, tequila. Con, con este Cherpa, con mm-hmm. Danger. Tengo con uh, uno de los en aquel entonces cuando lo conocí cuando él estaba se llama Temperamento. He he was doing a, he was one of the I would say like the top Spanish rappers in the world, and we did a song together, me and this guy, and that song was nominated for the best Hispanic song like rap song in Spanish in that year. We didn't win, but it was nominated, and that was Damn. crazy song. Nice. And he did another song with another guy named Moral Technique. Oh, Moral Technique, bro, yeah. that was the shit. And that song it was really good, but they compared mine with them. Mine was. My temperament and our song was better than the Moral Technique and these guys I was like, man, that's crazy because I look up to Moral Technique. Right. He's a he's a he's my friend, you know, like and I'm like oh, I you know him? Yeah, I know. Oh, that's why yeah, I know that I man, I've been rapping forever, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of those guys. Yeah, man. well no, because I remember you were telling me that you know a lot of people that do battle rap. Yeah. You know, uh uh, you said uh, you rap with uh, DNA. Yeah, I have a song uh, with them. I know with you Cortez. said Cortez. Cortez Bodega. I know you said you were a, a good friend with uh, Pat Stay. Pat Stay. And also Disaster. This is, oh yeah, Disaster. disaster. We, we were trying to set up a fight between Disaster and uh, Matt Hofta, like actual uh, professional boxing fight. Right. Because Disaster, um, like, hit him on the face we never rap battling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and that thing went viral, man. That tell him the backstory, though. Tell him the backstory of what happened. Well, we tried to we tried to make the fight happen, I'm but sure. like, wh- why did oh. why did he swing him? Okay, Matt Hofta is one of the rappers known for hitting people whenever he gets mad, and there was a rapper that had his hat and right on his face, and and he was rapping and telling him a lot of stuff, and he telling like, move out of my face, son, and the guy didn't move, the guy didn't move, and then just hit him, bah, knock him out, but he did that with like few other artists as well. Wow. He just swing and punching and then disaster told him like you want me to knock you out you want me to hit you you want me to do it he said do it bam he did yeah, it back to him when they were battle rapping when they were battle yeah. rapping so <laughs> then they they hate each other and they wanted to fight actually actual fight uh-huh. and me and a friend we were setting the things up like we were like making the fight happen and i was gonna train disaster i told him i'm gonna train you like i was gonna get him ready and then Matt Hofta just started like requesting for like a crazy amount of money. He won the full rights of the event, the pay-per-view, all that stuff. I was yeah. like, bro, come on. Uh, so he didn't want it to fight. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted more of the share. Yeah. No. He was making a, he was just making any excuse to not fight. You oh, know what I mean? Same. Like because how do you ask to get like hundred percent of the total revenue? Yeah. How are you gonna pay the staff? How are you gonna pay the other people? Yeah, so, yeah no, yeah, definitely. And who who's uh who would you say is your favorite battle rapper? In English or Spanish? Uh, English and, and like K- uh, King of the Dot and uh, okay. and uh, Grind Time. Well, 
all all together i would say um your top yeah. battle rapper i give you top three i think uh man i think disaster is in the top three past day definitely the top three and um who else who else man there's a lot of good rappers in english uh, battle rappers i would say um probably between conceity and charlie clips oh okay okay yeah, I I've seen some of disasters. I I seen like one of of uh, Pat Stay and he was pretty good. He was a beast. Yeah. Uh, let me know what you think. My top three is number one Soulcon. Mm-hmm. Number two, Ron. Ron is good. And uh, number three, from what I've seen, I'd have to say, ah uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? It's almost a sl- It's almost like Ron. Ron actually battled him. Okay. Uh, uh, Sharon. Sharon, yeah, Sharon. the Canadian guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good too. He's really good at rebattles, like really yeah, quick. Yeah, freestyles like, too. Yeah, freestyle rebattles quick. He's really good at that. Yeah. Also DNA, he's really good at, at the at rebattles. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I like DNA. I'm a fan of DNA. He's, he's cool. Good. Yeah. You guys ever watch battle rap or anything? I watch some, but I haven't kept up like that. Okay. I used to in a um, was when he used to come on MTV and stuff. I think they did. And I, the one, when he said that when they were rap battling the guy that always hit somebody, I swear I used to watch one in back then, and the guy used to always get pissed, and they're like, there was other guys around him like, hey, hey, yeah. and he'll end up hitting them, and it never fell. And I'll, so I'm like, that when he said that, it is, it, I don't have any like flashbacks. That I'm was like, probably him. Yeah, because that thing went viral, man, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, one that's a, a memorable mention that was a, it's, it's, I don't know, he's not a battle rapper anymore, but he was one of the greatest battle rappers back in the day, talking about rebuttals and freestyles. Jin. Jim. Yeah. Jin, bro. Chinito? Yeah. yeah. That fool was a he badass. He was good. And you know what? Blind Fury. Bl- you remember uh, Blind no. Fury? Oh, man. Jim and Blind Fury, they have a, a classic, bro. Oh, with battling each other? Yeah, it's a guy that is blind, actually. Oh, blind, blind Jim! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was a bad, bad he was a uh, rapper, too. Yeah. A freestyler and shit. Yeah. He was blind, completely blind? Blind, he couldn't see nothing. So everybody's talking about his blindness, right? Yeah. He was... Every time you say something about his mind, he murdered you with something else. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was good. That sounds good. Yeah. What's it called? Um, you know... Well, you know, going along with hip-hop culture, I, uh, you know, sort of goes hand-in-hand hand a little bit. Uh, you know, what's your what's your favorite method of smoking? What's your favorite strain? What's, uh, you know, do you mess with, like, extracts or anything? Uh... I don't really smoke that much. I just barely started, like I would say, like maybe, like a year and a half around there. Um, I like, but I try not to smoke um, as much. I rather eat it, so I don't mess up like my training for my lungs. All right. But uh, for example, right now this one is a wax. It's a, I think it's a hybrid. But uh, I'd rather eat it. Like if I have to choose, I'd rather either either in chocolate or like gummy bears or, or sure. edible. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. you rather just use you the benefit the for your body. Yeah, that's because now to jump into other, you use it because you train and yeah. you're a fighter. A lot of people don't know you fight. Yeah. Yeah. So you're also a professional MMO. What, what can you say? Because <laughs> I know you fought boxing, bare knuckle. 
MMA, jiu-jitsu around. So what can yeah. we say? You but just do all sports? I, <laughs> no, all of it. But basketball. I, <laughs> basketball, <laughs> soccer. Uh, when I was little, I, I, I loved the competition, but I didn't love the competition just because I wanted to be better. It's because we used to bet money, like at $1, $2. And because for us, we were broke. For us, that was lunch for me. Like if I win, I eat. If I don't, if I lose, I don't eat that day. Yeah, or yeah, like with I know, that I know money, <laughs> and with that money, we buy groceries for the house or pay the lights. So I had, I had to to win. So I got used to like mm-hmm. basically practicing whatever it is, and we bet money. And it wasn't like that much. It was like yeah. ten cents, twenty yeah, cents. Yeah. And peso, but to me, yeah, peso, yeah, exactly five pesos, ten pesos. To yeah. me, that was like a couple eggs, so I can bring to my house. So I got used to like, I have to win. I have no choice. So we don't eat. So whatever I practice, I felt like I had a responsibility. So I got I got addicted to to winning, not mm-hmm. because I wanted to, because I needed to. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I started doing different sports and whatever sports I kept the same mentality, like boxing, yeah. jiu-jitsu, nogi, muay thai, burnaco boxing, mm-hmm. uh, capoeira, what else? Wrestling like that, yeah. and I started smoking. The moment they make it legal for fighters, yeah, for, for fighters. but no, not the moment, because I think it was like in 2019 or 2020, whenever they made it legal. I think. Yeah, I think it was 2020, like around there. It was 2020 yeah. around. And there. I started smoking like probably like on and off for like a year and a half. For example, I had a fight for an MMA world title. I didn't smoke at all. Like I stopped smoking, and I was just uh, having a gummy bear here and there. And my fight got canceled. My opponent chicken out. So I kind of started smoking again, and a couple of days ago they told me like, "Hey, you want to fight boxing, September 23rd?" So let's do it. So I just find out that I'm fighting on September 23rd in two weeks. So now you gotta stop. I'm gonna stop. Today's my last day. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Special occasion. Yeah, special <laughs> occasion. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's oh. cool. Hey, we appreciate that you decide that this is the last day. <laughs> <laughs> We're technically with the celebrity, man. That's dope as fuck. Yeah, Dude. because um, I was going to say, what you could do is, uh, oh, well, I told you before, uh, CBD products. Yeah. Okay. Also, if you don't want to get just a uh, body, there's CBD joints or even uh, just the cream itself. Yeah. It's really I, good. I, I yeah. have that. I yeah. have that. Actually, Nate Diaz, uh, they, he sent me um, a lot of stuff from his brand. He has a brand name, uh, Game Up Nutrition. So he had me a bunch of stuff like with weed joints, cream, and nice. uh, and uh, what else? Like mushroom to do microdoses, oh. like to, oh, yeah. to help it where you focus. He mm. sent me a bunch of stuff, man, and I've been I've been taking that stuff. Nice. Too. Do you feel like it helps? I think it does, man. I think it does. Like the the mushroom, they help you focus. They help you like resolving skills. They help you like be more aware. Oh, okay. Of course, like in a small portion, like if you. Like eat a lot size. more you start like hallucinating <laughs> i think i never got to yeah. that point huh? but i've been very res- respectful with my with my intake like Heck everything yeah. i put in my body has to serve a purpose especially yeah. if i'm fighting like top 10 guys in the world you know yeah oh yeah definitely that's man dope. that's cool what's your favorite uh martial arts what's your favorite method of fighting oh man like i used to love capoeira because it was so like about flips kicks oh, and yeah, i was yeah, really cool. good at yeah. that yeah. And then I found jiu-jitsu, and man, I became a monster in leg locks on that one. Yeah. Mm. I'm actually eight times world champion as a, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm a black belt, and I was ranked number one in the world for jiu-jitsu Damn. for like two, almost three years in a row. Damn. Then the pandemic happens and everything. Yeah. I kind of stop about it. But uh, 
and then I'm start I started falling in love for boxing so I got really good at boxing and now like you know what I'm good at the kicking punching and grappling why not just MMA and I can do all of it you know right. yeah. so I would say MMA but I love right now I love boxing but if I had to choose one fighter one fighting style it will be MMA okay what, what makes you love boxing is it the technicality of it uh, man like when I first started like training martial arts I didn't really like boxing I, I thought like man it's just about punching you know but then I started learning like managing the distance like you have to be one inch from the punch and what you're gonna counter right. I started understanding like the, the data you know the structure of how to block to move to counter what parts of the body hurts more whenever you hit it right. how can you get more rhythm and hit the parts that you like yeah. it, it's crazy so I started getting really into that and I started finding like weak spots Okay. and then I've been dropping people left and right without even trying just because i'm learning and learning and getting better okay see like the, the what you just mentioned right now do you play fighting games at all the what <laughs> do you play fighting games at all no nothing uh, like, no nah, i am a fighting game yeah, yeah, yeah. like i mean <laughs> <laughs> not really the like, game's excited of me like once in a while like i used to play a lot of king of the fighter the no a king of fighters king of fighters yes that one with yori and a bunch of different i was good at it but that was like 10 years ago oh, okay, okay <laughs> but yeah i don't really I, I like more mario bros like the car the oh, car yeah, yeah. yeah. keep it old school mario. Mario. Yeah. 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 i like to like raise you <laughs> i was gonna say because like what you just said right now you like to see like counter think like how you're gonna punch back and stuff like that defend is so like that that mental aspect is really in, in like fighting games and i just wanted to ask to see because i know there's you know it's not the same thing i always tell angel it's not the same thing like at all you know just because you know how to play fighting games doesn't mean you know yeah. how to fight it's just the mental aspect of yeah. like tactics distance exactly uh, uh, stamina stamina. stamina and that's that's real life though like a lot of people doesn't get it like whenever you play in the video games and you keep punching keep punching keep punching the stamina drops the same thing happened in real life. Yeah. People don't think like I'm gonna punch as much yeah, as I can, yeah, but they don't keep get swinging, it. Keep you're gonna get tired. They don't <laughs> get it until they get tired. <laughs> it happened a lot in a gym. I have a gym, so people come and train, and they spar. They want to spar, and they start swinging like crazy for like right. 20, 30 seconds, and after that they're done. Yeah, yeah. Done. and just like the video game, you know, like you get dizzy and you stay there. Yeah, yeah. Right <laughs> now, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, right now that we're talking about this, I heard this story. My buddies haven't heard it. But I want you to uh, say the story the first time, or why you got into f uh, fighting, or what was it? Why you got your first fight? Oh man! What was the reason? <laughs> it's um, kind of like sad story. Sometimes like it makes me sad whenever I say it, but I think uh, it's good to let things out. You know, whenever I was, uh, I would say like six years old, my my grandpa passed away, and my grandma started raising us, me and me and my brother, my mom and my dad. They were like everybody their own way. So she raised us, she, it was a really bad, like very bad neighborhood, like bad. It was drugs, people like stabbed, like stole, like in jail, like killed, you know, it was bad. But my my grandma, she kept us straight, like she always told me to like do good things in life, like don't give up, to like do, push, you know, like don't quit. So I, when I was, I would say like later on in life, I started dancing professionally. And then I got hired for a company and I started traveling around the world. Every like six months, they were sending me to a different country to teach the dancing choreographies. One of those times, they called me, I was I think in the Bahamas. And my mom called me and said, hey, your grandma is sick, she got cancer. 
So I was like, oh my God. So I quit everything, bro. Everything I was doing, I was working, doing dancing for seven years. And I saved a lot of money doing that. And whenever I moved back to Mexico, like I started like looking for how to help her, you know, how to like, what do she needs and all the treatment and stuff like that. So all the seven years of work in three months, gone, bro, like gone. So I need, I told her I need to, to move to the States and find a work and something that I can generate more money so I can help you with like paying these bills. So I moved to, uh, I think Boston, then New York, and then I found out that he in Bakersfield, the company Bright House, I think it was called, it's called Spectrum. Mm -hmm. yeah. Back then it was called Bright House. They offer you a scholarship uh, to go to school if you work for them. And they pay you school and everything to become an engineer in fiber optics. So I was like, you know what? That job, it pays a lot, like 60 to 80 bucks an hour. I need to get that job. So, and, and I already have my bachelor's in electromechanics, physics and mathematics. So I only needed to do seven years to get my master's in engineering fiber optics. So I applied and they hired me. So I moved here and I started working for them. And uh, I was just surviving, bro, surviving, just like paying all the medicine and everything, surviving. And one day they told me like, we cannot uh, give more treatment to your grandma because you guys are like certain amount behind. And I just barely sent everything I have, bro, like everything I have. And they told me, if you don't pay by Monday, she's not gonna receive the treatment and she probably died. So I was like, fuck, man. So I started looking for alternative and what can I do, what can I do? And by that time I was already doing jujitsu for like five months. No boxing, no kicking, no nothing, just jujitsu. And uh, so I went to install cable to another uh, soon customer and I noticed that customer had a gym, like an MMA gym. And I told him like, hey man, like I know you don't know me, but uh, how about if I install you the cable in your house or somewhere else, your parents or whatever, and you let me this money, and on my on my paycheck I'll pay you back. I have emergency, and she, he's like, nah, man, I don't, I don't have that kind of money right now. But uh, boy, I know a place where you can make that money on Friday. I was like, where? I go Mountain Casino. One of my fighters got injured, and they looking for a replacement. So if you fight, just to fight, you get this much. And if you win, you win this much. I was like, oh shit, and what do I need to do? And he's like, well, you gotta make weight. You gotta be 170. And then you have to go there the day before to check your weight. And they do the blood work there. They do the physical because it's an Indian reservation. You don't need to get like all these crazy requests as a professional fighter when you fight out of the Indian reservation. <laughs> So I was like, okay, so what do I need? Like, just make way and $50 for the, the physical. And I said, okay, um, what is the rules or like what I need to do exactly? And he's playing me. Like, I already kind of see the rules because I watched a couple UFC fights before, but I didn't know how it worked, the structure behind it, you know? So he told me, and I was like, fuck it, let's do it. So in those three days, I didn't eat, bro. I was just cutting weight. I was 197. And I needed to be 170, and it was a Monday, and I need to weigh in on. It was Monday afternoon, like almost like 4 or 5 p.m., and I need to weigh in on Friday morning because the fight was the next day on Saturday. Shit. So I had like three days and a half to basically cut 27 pounds. Shh. I got on YouTube and figured out like, can you cut 27 pounds in three days? And there was a couple of people that say yes, <laughs> and this is what you need to do. Blah 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 blah. 
in your puke? So, no, actually, it's all dehydration. Oh, okay. All dehydration. Like, I was wearing, like, trash bags and putting it under my uniform and then put clothes on there and then my uniform, then a sweater. Okay. And then I went to work in the middle of the summer inside the attics running cable lines. Oh, oh my God. I passed out twice. Oh, <laughs> I almost got fired with I was, <laughs> the, I was like, I, I felt I felt dizzy yeah. one of those yeah, days yeah, and I ran out of the attic because I felt I was going to pass out there and I was like like running kind of like inside to get out and you know the attic entrance yeah so I got there and I, I, I said on my head I'm going to close my eyes for a second I'm kind of tired just for a second that's what I said and I hang and I get inside and then I just felt like <laughs> like that it was a client with a boom like oh. <laughs> my hand like hey are you okay are you okay and on my head it was one second right he said like man you been there for like 10 minutes <laughs> with, my hand, with my hand hanging out of the attic uh, and um and i didn't want to tell him that i passed out because they're gonna do drug every time an accident happens in a client yeah. they do a drug test right and when doing when you they do drug tests they start asking you what happened and yeah. stuff like that and i didn't want to know that i was gonna fight because i was gonna i was gonna call sick that day you know <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so i told him like i tell like no no i was fine i just got a little dizzy but i'm fine they'll call my supervisor and they didn't call nobody so that was nice. good the next day no, it was uh, Thursday. Yeah, on Thursday. I think that happened on on a Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on Thursday. On Thursday, I was uh, putting the control remote on the, the batteries, and I tried to put the code. You know, they had to put a code yeah. so, to synchronize the TV with the remote. So I was doing that, and I couldn't get the code right. And I, I, I was getting mad inside, like, man, that's the right code. That's the right code. And I sit down. And I tried to put it, and I was just uh -huh. <laughs> just fell in the cat with a remote. <laughs> and then I just I just feel like uh, somebody this on your shoulder. yeah. And I was like, oh sorry, oh I closed my eyes for a second. I was <laughs> You've been there for 15 minutes. <laughs> no, they call they call my they call my oh, house and shit. they send the supervisor. And the good thing is that this guy was cool about it. Like I told him, like I brought like. I'm cutting weight, you know, I'm training, I'm cutting weight and getting ready for an event and I have a sauna so and I kind of got dizzy, but I'm okay, like I don't do any drugs, anything and I don't want you to think like, because I started looking very uh, sock thing, yeah, like, like a, yeah, you look like a crackhead when you're yeah, dehydrated, yeah. bro, like, and I look I like, where. I did look like a crackhead, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think he believed me because my eyes were red, my cheeks were like sucked in and we did a drug test and everything everything was fine but i told him the reason why and he he's cool he didn't know i was gonna fight that day but i told him i fought like the week after i don't ever remember when whenever you came to the customer house i was like yeah i had a fight last week that's why i was cutting away oh okay okay also well anyways uh what were we talking about yeah you were <laughs> so talking about story, that. You yeah, story. so you were cutting so, down weight in, in three days exactly so i made the way I got to the to the um, weigh-ins, and on the weigh-ins, I didn't know who I was fighting, bro. I had no idea who was my opponent, and I asked this guy, the guy that got me the fight, because I was actually on his team. He had like three fighters fighting, but one pulled out, so he got two fighters, and I guess I was kind of one of his fighters too. So he told me, "Oh, that's your opponent over there," and I saw like 
one really skinny guy, one fat guy, <laughs> like a fat old guy, like very old, like I would say like between 300 and almost dead. He was like 49, 40, 50, though, you know, yeah. around there. So I was like, I hope he's that guy, you know. <laughs> and then behind yeah. him, it was like a huge bodybuilder, like big leg, like. Like he looked like the guy from Sparta, bro. you know, like the the Leonidas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like that, bro. And yeah. he was on his fucking underwear, just like Leonidas. <laughs> <laughs> he just needed a K-way and a freaking chill on his beard. I was like, shit. Yeah. So I was like, it's definitely not him. That guy looked like three, like two hundred fifty pounds. Yeah, like he weighs more than what yeah. Like we agreed to one seventy, you know. Like, <laughs> and look at me, I'm one seventy. I was skinny, sucked in, looked like a crackhead. Like he found you. And I was like, and the other guy, he's fat and short, but muscle weighs more than weight. So yeah. I think, the, I think it's him. Like definitely him. The other skinny guy is way too small. He looked like one fifty, one one forty five, you know. So then, like, they call our names, and his name was uh, Gabriel Gill. They call my call his name, and then I, I was looking at the fat guy and the skinny guy. Like, I was wearing my dog in there, like, <laughs> like, I'm going to knock you out, you know, I raise you in the faces. And then whenever I saw the other guy, the bodybuilder that looked like Leonidas getting up, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, these guys, there's no way. There's no freaking way. You're like, who's going to get that guy? <laughs> I'm, I'm scared, but whoever oh gets my that God, I was thinking, that guy's going to fuck somebody <laughs> up. God so damn. I got to, they call my name, JC Yamas. I got on the scale. I mean, on the scale, on the stage. And they make us do a... Um, Face off. The face-off, but before the face-off, we had to get on the, the scale and check how much everybody weighs. So we got on the stage, and then they say, okay, JC Yamas, jump in. And I jump in, and we get one pound allowance. Now you can be up to 171. Okay. So I got on the scale, and I was 170.6. I was like, God damn, yeah, hell yeah. 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 And on my underwear, like very light underwear, right. almost a tongue. Because yeah. I didn't want to be overweight. <laughs> Like and, uh, I need every you know, sometimes people take the underwear because there's like an ounce. They they do a towel. They, they do a towel yeah, like for me and like grab the towel. Extend a towel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I got there, and then his name Gabriel Gill on the scale, and on my head, there's no way. Like there's no way he's 170. And whenever I see that he's 190 or 200, he's gonna pay me a percentage because they told me if I failed to make way, I had to pay 40 percent. Or whatever I supposed to win, back oh. to the commission, and I will get suspended. It's a it's a big big problem. You cannot, uh, you have to make way. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. And on my head I was like, man, I'm gonna get a lot of money from this guy for not making way right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he got on the scale one sixty nine point five, one sixty nine point five, and I was like, how the hell? He's smaller than me. I look three times bigger than me. And I asked Paul. The scale is not working. I jump in again, bro. I jump in again, and I was like, one seventy point six. Like, god damn it! And I almost asked him, like, can you jump in again just to make sure? <laughs> and I was like, man, this is crazy. I think it's just rigged. And I asked the promo, I asked the guy that got me the fight, like, bro, like, how is that possible? And he's like, bro, he had three months to prepare for the fight, and he's a. Uh, professional boxing he's been boxing for eight nine years he's undefeated you know oh he's, my god that was your opponent all the fights he has won in the first round by knockout 
So he knows what he's doing, you know? And I was like, why the fuck did you just tell me that now? <laughs> why didn't you tell me this, like, like Monday, you know? Like, you gave me the come Instead of making way, I would have prepared my job. And I told him, like, passed out twice. I told him, you know, I don't even, I can't even, I can't even spar yet, right? I told him, I don't even know how to fight. I only know jujitsu, and I'm a white belt, you know? Five months of jujitsu, like, this guy's been fighting professionally for eight years. And he's undefeated. He's been doing amateur boxing, amateur MMA, and professional boxing. But this one, his first MMA professional fight. So they say, oh, first and first, the both debuters, <laughs> let's throw him in there. But uh, they didn't say that he was a professional. Yeah. That's going to win uh, a professional they, fight. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, after he explained me all of that, I got nervous, bro. I yeah, was that, that was rigged for sure, bro. I the was scale scared. wasn't rigged, but the fight <laughs> was rigged. And then I, on my head, that's what I thought, man, I'm going to get knocked out on national television. Man. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, I don't know if it's worth it, but, man, yes, it's worth it. I was like, fuck, it's my grandma, man. I'll fight anybody. I'll fight anybody. Fuck it. So what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to eat, put all the way back, and I'm going to be super strong for the fight. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have guidance. I didn't know how to do it. So I went and ordered a two liter like Coca-Cola and hamburger yeah. some fries with a lot of oil oh, wow. oh my god bro. Remember, I haven't eaten three days. And that was the first thing that hit my stomach. Yeah. Oh my god. I almost ended up <laughs> at the hospital, bro. Like I was sweating like crazy. I was sweating, but I was so cold. It was so fucking cold. I was like probably like and my room was like 70 degrees in my room like AC all full blast and I was sweating like dripping dripping and throwing up I had diarrhea bro it was bad Yeah, yeah. it was horrible because your body was so used to flushing that out and not eating that yeah and I haven't eaten in three days you know and the two liter soda I drink like glug, 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 glug. I was thirsty bro yeah I was I'm pretty thirsty. sure not drinking nothing not so, eating oh my I was like thinking I cannot fight like this you know I'm like I'm, I'm dehydrated worse than when I came to the way in, you know? They're gonna make a mess Like, there. they're gonna hit me in the stomach and I'm gonna probably put myself, you know? <laughs> or like, I feel dizzy, you know? I, I don't feel uh -huh. good. But on my head, like, no, if you don't fight, she'll die on you, you know? So I'm like, fuck, I have a responsibility. So then I went online, what can I do to hydrate back? Pedialyte! So I went to the <laughs> store and got Pedialyte and I started drinking Pedialyte. The first bottle I drink, I throw it up. Throw Damn. it up. But I feel my stomach better. And then I start drinking it by sips. Like, you don't have to drink all of them in one hit. I learned that. So then I'm like, okay, like a few ounces. Glug, glug, glug. few ounces. Glug, glug. So at the day of the weigh-ins, I was 175. My opponent was like 190-something. So, and he was huge. Right. So I asked Paul, like, hey, what are the rules? Like, what am I allowed to do, what am I allowed to do? So he's playing, and I kind of had an idea because I seen the fights at that time. And I went there, bro, like crazy. I was swinging like a gangster, like <laughs> punching, kicking like crazy without technique. The video is actually in YouTube. I'm kind of embarrassed when people see it because I, was, I didn't know how to fight. It's called JC Jamas versus Gabriel Gill. And I was swinging, swinging, kicking like crazy. And, and somehow they were landing, bro. <laughs> somehow my punches were landing. And then he started throwing like very technical, fast punches. And I had my eyes closed in my over the time where he's swinging. And it wasn't like the cartoon. Like sometimes they throw a rock at the cartoon. And he looks down and he finds a wallet full of money. And the rock passed over. And I didn't hit him. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that lucky yeah. guy. That's how it felt. <laughs> 
because I had my eyes closed swinging and the punches were swinging by but without hitting me and I was like I feel like God was like blessing me and protecting me because you see the beard like how the fuck he's not landing like he's yeah. closing his eyes you know <laughs> and um, let's say I throw 100 punches in the first round and I land like 40 and he throw like 50 and he landed 2 Damn. that's how bad the first round was for him you, you, you watch Ramos Z? Who? Dragon Ball Z? Yes. You you unlock uh, Ultra Instinct. Ultra Instinct, right? Yeah. But this is the funny part, bro. At like 30 seconds, one minute of the first round, I got tired. Like my hands feel like break. And my and my legs were wobbly. I feel dizzy. I feel bad. But I just kept I just kept swinging, kept swinging, kept swinging. And then second round came in. He barely touched me. Book. Hit me right here in the forehead, cut me up and big, like big. I start bleeding everywhere, and every time I blow, I clean my blood from the eyes. He started attacking me, and those were the punches that he was landing. The moment I feel one or two, I start swinging back, pow, 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 and I got tired. And then I start cleaning. Blah, blah, blah. Oh shit! I went back. <laughs> it was crazy. And at the end of the second round, I took him down. I landed two nasty elbows, like pow, right in the jaw, and I was about to throw a third one heavier. The round ended, bro. He got up like nothing. I couldn't get up, bro. I was like grabbing the fence, like, oh, fuck. It was bad. Then the third round came in. You know, whenever they give you water and you're like, yeah. you cannot drink the water? Yeah, you yeah. can. You need I told them, why, why, why? And they give me the water. And every time I try to, I just put it everywhere. I couldn't drink water. I couldn't even breathe, bro. They were giving me instruction like, oh, you got to throw uppercuts, hooks, all of this. I, was, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what an uppercut was, like what it was. Like the instructions they were giving me, frontal round kick to the chest. And I was like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't know. So I continued the third round. And I just kept going like, I oh, my friend that gave me the right to the fight, his name was Rodney. He knew what I was fighting and he said, Do it for you, grandma. Oh, oh my fuck. Because I was like down, like my hands on my knee, like breathing down, like <sighs> and he just said, Do it for your grandma. So man, something happened, man. Cause I just kept swinging non-stop and the round ended. And then they say, The winner by unanimous by decision. I don't even know if unanimous play. By decision on the blue corner, JC Yama. Mm. I was like, God, thank you, thank you. And I got the money, I sent it to my family, to my mom, my grandma, so they can pay for the medicines. And next day, I think like, man, I don't know how to fight. Like that guy was like 10 times better than me. And I couldn't have, I asked all my friends for money, nobody could help me. And this thing helped me when I needed it. And I felt that by the inspiration of the inspiration, we do great things in life. Right. So I felt like, Man, this is my call. I wanna, I wanna train. I, I wanna fight, but I, I don't want. I wanna do it right. Yeah. I don't wanna just jump and feel the same feeling. I feel I was gonna have a heart attack, bro. Right. And I just decided to be disciplined, learn how to fight, and a year later I quit my job. Nice. And I just focus on fighting, and my life changed, bro. Since that, That's my good, life man. changed. Congratulations on Thank that, you. dude. And then you've come so far because now you're an accomplished artist. But not only that, you have your own gym. You're you're a, you're a, 
martial arts teacher, right? Oh, yeah, I yeah. have a gym here in Bakersfield, and we have 47 gyms in Mexico. One in Tahiti that oh, we yeah. just opened, and we try to open a couple more in Canada and Brazil. Nice. Jamas Competition Team Mexico. And so I feel like because of that, like it opened doors, I feel like I can pass open doors. this open yeah. doors. Like right. all my students over there, I have like around like 3,000 students. Damn. I go there like two, three times a year to promote and give it the next belt, next reign. I try to bring some of them here to fight, you know, because there are a lot of talented people over there. And nobody look over there, you know. Nobody's right. like helping them try to get fighters. Yeah, right. because it, they come like us, poverty, and yeah. they don't have anything of that. 100%. And, and that's why I think Mexicans are one of the best warriors in boxing oh, or yeah. MMA or anything, because we we come and we know what the struggle is. So yeah. we'll give everything for a fight. That's why all the great fighters like you're, you're literally fighting. Yeah, for you for whatever you need. You yeah, your live, cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why that's what I'm saying. Like that's why they're so great because they feel it. Yeah, like, we're warriors for that. We're not gonna give yeah. up. And a lot of me's, a lot of me's like myself. They're there. There are a lot of them just yeah. like me. They right, have similar right. situation. Yeah. They have the skill, the talent, but they don't have the resources. The resources or, or like the help to to get to certain level. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I got lucky because of my dancing. My dancing helped me get the visa, the documents to travel around the world. Oh right. yeah, because a lot of people don't know either. You were a break dancer Be too. Professional. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did for a living for seven years, dancing and not yeah. just dancing, break dancing like ballet, jazz, hip hop, salsa, merengue, cumbia. I was a corporate choreographer for like seven years. Damn. We need to go to the dance floor. So you can <laughs> well, he has. A I actually own a dance studio. Yeah, that, yeah, in the gym. He has a dance studio too. We we have a a, re- a record label, recording studio dance studio we also have guitar lessons piano lessons we also teach boxing jiu-jitsu mma and we also have a company for photography and film yeah where's your gym at yeah yeah shout out where wherever they can hit you up yeah our building is yeah our building is in 2505 alta vista drive and it's jama's competition team and la familia records a and b and uh, we open there like monday through sunday appointments only give us a call at 661-369-2661 and we can set up an appointment for any any of those classes or lessons. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. um, yeah, that's why I think like you you have you're in in a lot of different sports like MMA and all that, and that's what I, I tell Javier like basketball. Now that we've been playing basketball, that's what I like. That I get focused and I learn new strategies. I I want to get better. I just. Uh, yeah. It's cool what I know right now, but you gotta advance. You yeah. always want to be better. And I noticed you do, like you and everybody. Like when yeah, we yeah, first started, we were tired in the yeah. first, the first <laughs> half of the game, and now you guys play one, two, three games. You know. Oh and, yeah, you know, yeah. I I noticed like the evolution. Like your shots are better. Your your driving. You know, it's it's, it's it, it got yeah. better. Yeah, yeah well, that, that's what I like too. When I when I started training with you, a lot of people don't know. Well, I don't, I'm pretty sure you still do it. But our warm-ups, I told him, our warm-ups, the 30 minutes itself, like, what, 30, 20 minutes, it was a workout. It was, like, worse than going to a gym because ours are back-to-back. Like, like literally, we're doing a circle, but we're doing dog dog jumps. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. If you're not an athlete, you will not finish it. You will not finish it. If it's your first day, 
yeah, you'll probably yeah. quit. <laughs> yeah, a lot but, of people quit. So when yeah. you, this is when you guys are getting ready to sprawl, right? Uh, no, no, just to uh, regular daily the regular daily warm ups. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to warm up. That's just to warm up. It's just those those exercises are like stacked and stacked. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're the, the 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 way I create it and set it up is to help you develop like strength on your yeah. calves, your legs, your thighs, your knees, your core, your neck, your back, your arms. Yeah, everything. And also your breathing. So yeah, that's what you gotta focus. Exactly, yeah, and if you're strong in all those areas, good, good stamina mm-hmm. and good agility, man, you're gonna be a monster in the fight. Yeah. So a lot of people they use hip bags and work the technique, but they don't work the physical part of the the stamina, the endurance. Yeah, because like you said, a lot of people quit. Cause I, I would go and a lot of people would quit, yeah. and I'm like, even if I'm last, I'd rather finish it cause yeah. it's gonna make me get better. Yeah, and that's what I like. I was. Uh, I was, I was one of the top back in the day and then yeah. I started slowing down. I started working on them. The, what we tell our clients, like, you don't have to go as fast yeah. as anybody. You go your own pace and and get and and try to finish it, whatever you can. Mm-hmm. But don't quit. Push yourself. Yeah. The people that don't quit, they change their life like, yeah. just like it changed mine. At that the, point, you just you can't think of like, oh, can I do it faster than this guy? Like, can I do a fa- You should yeah. think, can I do it faster than last time? Yes, like, yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. And the people that stay, oh man, they become family. Those people like have better health, better mood. Like they project better energy. Like something I love about our team, bro, is like the family environment. Like everybody love each other. Everybody's cool with each other. We joke around. We do a lot of activities. Like we go hiking to the mountains sometimes. We go running. We go to fight. So. The people that don't quit stay, they become family. That's dope. Yeah, it's because that's what it is. Because we would go to different little boxing gyms and everything. I, I gone with you to, we'll go to a different gym. And the thing is, I would tell Javier, it's like, we just don't do boxing. We're doing MMA, MMA. jiu-jitsu, bo- uh, kickboxing and yeah. everything and mixing it. And then these guys are just doing boxing and we beat them. We go out yes. there and beat them in their own gym. Like... On their own specialty. Yeah. For example, Angel could it be like this guy that just do boxing? I just boxing, but there were no way this guy would grapple with him, or kickbox with him, or do MMA with him because they don't know that. And then I take Angel to do MMA in another MMA gym to do MMA against him, and he will beat him. But they don't do just grappling. They don't do just boxing or kickboxing, just MMA. So every time we took our gym to like places that they were just specializing something, we were like dominating. At, at that specific thing and it's not just because they were better technique it's because they last longer they were stronger they have better cardio better stamina you know what i mean and the long run they 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 beat him with that so that's why we developed those warm-ups yeah and i love those warm-ups to be honest like at first like you, to be honest you're gonna be sore and the thing is i w- when i was going i was going like consistently like pushing myself I'm sore next day again. Oh, well, I'm going to be sore again. Right. I need to get back into it, but I got so... Then I felt like I was more smooth with it. Once, uh, I don't know if JC remembers, but we're, it's when COVID hit and uh, we're here. And uh, he was doing a live. He was doing an Instagram live. Everywhere, he, like yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, yeah, yeah, Tinder, everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, you were. <laughs> but that one, he was doing it here, and it was just me and him, and we are getting some... We put the match in the living room. Yeah, the match in we the living room. We the techniques on, yeah. on live, on Zoom as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then, uh, but this time, I think it was a Saturday. I think it's the time Fernando was supposed to come. And I came on a Saturday, and we worked out hard. Like, we went running, and we came back, and then I was doing this hill. 
shit. Yeah, this hill. And he, the same thing he told you is like, you run up there, you touch the wall, you come down, you do push-ups. Yeah. And I did it, and I, I was drinking enough water. <laughs> I think it was like the <laughs> fourth or fifth, to be honest. I was up and down. Okay, now I was puking. This was oh, JC yeah. recording me. <laughs> 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 like, oh, look, this is, this is how you do it. Yeah, this is how hard we were. <laughs> I just over there, like, I'm throwing all this water because it was yeah. all the water I had drank because we already had trained easily, like, like 30, 40 minutes. I'm telling you, we would go running, and it was just like, here, we still got to finish with these. Like, we got to finish strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why. We got a bunch of stations. Like, yeah. Different stations besides this. And, and that's what I like. Because it's always. We never. I never gave up. Because it pushed me to reach new limits. Nice. That's what I like about going to his gym. I have never gone to another gym. It's just my personal favorite. It's. You're going to push me to get better. Yeah. And that's cool. Uh, when, you know, when you tell me that. I actually was, was telling Angel. Like, you know. I like to look in when I have the money to look in and see what the, the how much the classes are and go because I, I like to learn how to defend myself but also i like the art of of like just how would you say fighting yeah the the sport of it right uh you know one i'm already kind of like into the fighting game aspect which i like the whole mental because it's really like a chess game it is you know you, is. you think about you make sure you look at what they're doing but you got to know what you're going to do and uh it'd be cool to to start learning that physically not only for the sport but also because i know along with that and being disciplined i mean along with that uh, comes discipline and exercise and fitness and just being like you said you know improving yourself overall i think the discipline bro is like the the hardest part and the best thing you can have i think a lot of a lot of fighters they the people that make it is because they have that discipline the people that that excel and do great things is because that type of discipline and sometimes even myself bro like i feel like man it's too much i had to eat this this time i had to eat this amount i'm actually thirsty. i can't eat this i can't I, eat that yeah, i can't drink this i gotta just drink this yeah and you have to drink less water it's all every that. time like, and you have to make quota every day like let's say you have a fight and you have to be this way by this time this day and if you don't make it like so stressed you're like man i'm gonna lose like if I get fined, like I have to pay like $10,000 or God something. Damn. Like, so my head, like, man, I don't want to. <laughs> in 12 years fighting professionally, never miss weight because it keeps my head, like, man, I don't want to. Pay that. I don't want to pay that. Or, like, yeah. I need that, you know? So <laughs> I start, like, trying to be disciplined in, in that type of area. And because of that discipline, it transforms into everything that you do in life. Like, you want to do something, you have to have that discipline. Right. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Like, you have to, like, be responsible yeah. with whatever be loyal to your goals simple right. as that right it's simple not easy be more loyal to your goals than to your hyena right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true yeah, right. because, you cannot love anybody if you don't love yourself yeah like, you have to you have to be very loyal to your dream yeah, to your goals you can't help anybody if you can't help yourself exactly yeah, yeah. And, and that's what's going to make you improve and advance like like you said that's why like i said i like going to your gym because you push me push me you have always pushed me to get better and reach a, a bigger limit. Damn, yeah, man. I would love to go to the gym as well, like to sprawl. I used to wrestle and I did some jujitsu for like a couple months. Uh, like I did the five months thing. No, so <laughs> <laughs> well, how about one day you guys all come to my gym? I give you guys one week for free just to try it out, yeah, just to see if you guys like it. And um, yeah. come on three, uh, we have boxing at 5.30. 
Jiu-Jitsu 6.30, MMA 7.30. We train Monday through Thursday. On the weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, sometimes we go hiking to the mountains. Sometimes we go running to her park. Sometimes we have fights in our gym. Sometimes we go to the gyms. Sometimes we celebrate a holiday, or sometimes we just rest. That's dope. Mm, and yeah. it's optional. Like, you don't have to come to the but yeah. Mostly, everybody comes. And is that daily warm-up right before every hour? Yes. God damn. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yes, and I have students, bro, like myself and my son. Yeah, your son does them. All three of them. Wow. Like, he does the same exercise in boxing, the same exercise in jiu-jitsu, the same exercise in MMA. That kid has cardio. Like, whenever we go Dang. hiking to the mountains, he's tiny. He's seven years old. He's the one that you take to go play basketball. Yes, yes. Bro, sometimes he passed me, and, like, sometimes he, I can't catch up with his stamina. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, man, imagine when he's eight years yeah. old, like whenever he's 18, or like, you yeah, know, whenever right. he grows up. He's a bit monster. Yeah. And he's 11 and 0 right now, like in exhibition fights and jiu-jitsu, boxing, Shh. MMA. He just actually just fought on on Saturday, last Saturday. He fought versus a, a kid named uh, Hurricane. He's really good, that kid. Really good. And my son beat him. <laughs> Dang. It was a really good fight. That's dope. So yeah. I got a big question for you, man. Are your hands registered? <laughs> <laughs> Or your body I think this is this is a myth that that people think that whenever you are black belt or whenever you are a professional fighter you have to go to the police and register your hands like because they're deadly weapon no they're not registered but yes they register how whenever you're a professional fighter you go through uh, a specific licensing to get your license your blood work make sure you're physical your brain, your neurological, also your thoughts. You cannot be fine if you're a serial killer or have anger issues, things like that. Like, they ask you a bunch of questions. And they also test you for drugs, for any blood-related disease or any skin disease. And if you pass all of that, you get registered as a professional fighter. And the moment you fight your first fight, you're a professional athlete. And if you fight people as a professional athlete, I think the consequences are greater than somebody is not a professional athlete. When you get in a street fight? Yeah, like, yeah. Because they go with your career. Yeah. Yes. You're not going to do it. Shit. Yeah, like, yeah, if, yeah, if they yeah. started, yes, I can defend myself on, on, until certain extent. But that'd be... I cannot, like, kill him or choke him out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. you could just kill him a couple slappings. Yeah, like, I can <laughs> if, they, if they initiate it, it has to be contact, right? It has to be, like, I actually have to touch you. Like, yes, you like, a, like a push or something. Like, self-defense, you know, like, right. self-defense. If he has a knife, but he doesn't hit me, he never touched me, but he has a knife, and he's, yeah, of course, I'm going to put him to sleep, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and probably <laughs> take his knife and stab him, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's, like, that's more serious in that case, but... I think it's on to a certain extent, and I think me personally, I'm very peaceful, man. I don't, I, I don't really go out there looking for fight. I love fighting professionally or for yeah. training, but yeah. not on the street. Like if somebody says something to me, like you brush hey, it you wanna fight yeah. or something, I was like, no, man, he probably kill me. Like just ignoring, knowing yeah. that he will not last me like five, ten seconds. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. kind of yeah. similar to because, like I said, I play like Mortal Kombat competitively. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's not the same thing, but, like, mentally, right? If if somebody's telling me, like, oh, I'll beat your ass at Mortal Kombat, and I play them, and I find out that they're not good, I don't want to play with them anymore. Because it's yeah. like, bro, like, you don't know how to how to fight, you don't know how to do the sport. Yeah. So, like, I'm pretty sure the same thing physically, like, if you go to somebody, 
and you're not you know that they're not that experienced like you know you're gonna end them yeah. before he even starts right you, you don't even want to waste your time on that yeah yeah and also just to not just that also not to cause harm to somebody yeah, that is like unconscious of what they're doing you know yeah like like ever asked me last time it's like have you ever got fights no because it doesn't call my attention i don't want to hurt the person because especially if you know it's more easy to hurt someone easier you can drop them faster too but i'd rather like jc said i'd rather just brush it off be like yeah, ah, yeah you can be i man. think you have a responsibility like for example myself i have a responsibility i know if i can kill somebody with a choke or something like literally 10 15 seconds and yeah. i don't want to cause harm to nobody like yeah. that and i don't want to let professionally i don't want to let it get to that point either yeah. you know yeah so i think we have a i guess like a responsibility whenever you you do things like that so i'd rather just avoid it and uh, for example remember at the at the basketball court oh yeah you were telling me yeah yeah it was this crazy guy tried to hit the 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 little puppy uh pick up chihuahua and he was just being stupid and tried to hit it with a soccer ball like hard and i look around and i saw like i didn't know it was a dog and i look around and then i tell hey man like don't do that and he says something (laughs) Oh, you don't even know who I am. I'm. You can touch me. I'm the the son of the Lord of the the sky. Something like that. That guy was some drugs or something. So I was like, I don't care who you are, man. Like you hit the dog, I'm gonna knock you out. So he tried to hit the dog again, but I was way too far the soccer ball. So I went around the basketball court and I grabbed the dog, and I put it on this side. And then, like a few minutes later, he came from the other side, like coming towards wherever we were playing. Yeah. And I just went and faced and said, like, man, just just go, man. Like, you don't want to get knocked out, man. Just just, just go. And, and he's like, I'm playing. I'm just playing here. I was like, we playing here. There's another court over there. Another court over there. Go to that side. So he's like, you're right. He said, you're right. <laughs> and then he kicked the ball and he just started running. He was on drugs or something. But like in that situation like that, like, I don't need to fight, you know. Yeah. I don't need to get to that point. <laughs> we kind of... <laughs> A crackhead uh, appeared uh, one time when we were playing basketball, and you took off. Mm-hmm. Some crackhead had came, and he just like, oh no, we we're playing. He's playing with us. Oh, the, the skinny one. Uh, I think uh, it was just four of us. No, ever. Yeah. And yeah ever you, me, and him. Oh. And we we're just playing like yeah teams and stuff. And we we're playing teams like he wasn't really that good. <laughs> like I mean, he was passing. Yeah. And you could tell that he knows how to move the ball with the ball and stuff like that, but. He wasn't really doing much other than passing. Yeah. And so, after you guys left, we played 21. It was uh, just me, him, yeah, Ever, just, Ever. No, Ever left. Ever, Ever left. took off? Yeah, it was, oh, just okay. us. So it was just us three. Yeah, us three. And then, all of a sudden, this was like diving for the ball, doing some crazy like spin moves. <laughs> yeah, he, and I'm like, what's up? I'm like, holy shit, where did this come from? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, where did this come from? Yeah. Like, did it start kicking in? Yeah, it was kicking He was everywhere. He was like, defense, yeah. and yeah. then, like, yeah. if he'll smack yeah. it out, he'll. Like he'll throw on your feet. I'm like, God damn, twice. Like, <laughs> he'll jump over you just to grab it and shit. Damn. Uh, and and uh, I wanted my tennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not a good team player. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, nah. And so like after we stop playing, and we're gonna pick up a bit, no? Yeah. Or, like I don't know if you had a phone call or something happened. Yeah. And so uh, I was just talking to him, and he was telling me. Like, just, I was just making small talk. He's like, oh, you guys come out here often? I was like, yeah, like, almost every Sunday. And then I'm like, oh, do you play pretty often? It looks like you're pretty good. He's like, oh, you know, um, he's like, yeah, it's a good workout. 
and then in, uh, I just, I just, he's like, oh, did you go to school here? I was like, yeah, I went to Washington, the one that's up the street. And then I, I go, uh, where'd you go? And he goes, oh, yeah, you know, school somewhere around here. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> like, just his answer was weird. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, yeah? Like, did you go locally around here? He's like, yeah, I went to one of these. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, um, he's like, you live by here? And I'm like, yeah, I live around. Around? Yeah, and I was like, do you? He's like, yeah, yeah, not too far from here. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, like, about where? He's like, there, <laughs> like some fucking serial. What do you say? Shit, like bro? 30, 15 minutes away. Thirty. By a house away. next to another <laughs> house. Yeah. In that alley over there. And they had a tree. <laughs> and so uh, he was saying, like, yeah, you're just like thirty minutes away. I'm like, oh, like you just came walking. He's like, yeah. <laughs> but you could just tell, like, his answers yeah. the way he was acting. Yeah, he, he was on love. some shit. Yeah, yeah and then he just took off. He's like, I gotta go. Yeah. He didn't even finish the game. He just took off. Like, <laughs> he was winning. He wasn't twenty. <laughs> <laughs> he was only kid to finish the game. He was like, he was like, just ready. Oh, man, I, man, yeah, I want to stay back and go. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, That's crazy. Man. But hell yeah, man. It was really cool meeting you. And it's amazing. Like, you're a freaking, like, man. Can't wait to go to your gym and see what you guys got in there and everything. Throw up. You know? No, no. <laughs> like in wrestling, that's like... It happens. It happens. Every, every year, I go Take to my brothers bag. for like Thanksgiving and Christmas and he has mats in his house. He's like, let's go to the mat. I'm like, ah, oh, bro. So I'm like, all right, let's go. All the time, we'll be dressed in a suit nice. or something. He's like, Single, oh, shoot. He's like, he's like, Matt, I'm like, bro, I don't even got a, a gi. He's like, all right, I got you an extra one. I'm nice. like, man. And then so we always go to the mat. So I can't wait. And I always tell these guys, I'm like, bro, I'll... I'll take you guys to the back. Yeah, he did. He did wrestling. Yeah, that's what he school. did. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. How long you did wrestling for? Uh, three years. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, think I've been telling it almost too. And like wrestling is probably the wrestling beats everything except jujitsu. Right. Yeah. So if you had good wrestling and good jujitsu, oh man, you dangerous. Oh yeah, let's go. Right. And I bought a bigger bucket so people can throw. I actually put it in the corner next to the ring <laughs> oh, because yeah. they happen. They happen <laughs> a lot. <laughs> like, if you're not throwing up, you're not you're not doing it. Right. And I tell them whenever in the class, like this bucket right here. If you feel you throw up, this is the one that you use. Damn. Just, just make sure you it. take. Like, oh. uh, he's already feeling <laughs> it. Just make sure you take it to the alley, clean it, and bring it back. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. man. You're gonna be there back and forth, Daniel? <laughs> I know. They're gonna be doing trips. I'm the one that I don't give up. Like, I, even though like I'm tired, I'll, I'll keep going until I throw up. And then that's when I know I'm like, okay. You're gonna lose more. You're gonna you're gonna do more cardio going back and forth to dump the throw up than you are working out. Yeah. <laughs> you know something funny. This is funny. Like out of the topic. Sorry about something like because of the throwing up. Long time ago, when I would say like when I had like a year fighting professionally, I had a friend that moved, like he rented a room in my house, not this house, like another house that I have in Southwest area. And he was very like a jokester man, always like playing tricks and everything. And there was a tea, there's tea that make you poop, it's called ballerina, <laughs> okay? And he said he used to do that whenever he was cutting weight for his fight, like he drink the tea and he used to go poop all day. Okay. Don't tell Danny because he's gonna yeah. buy I know, dude. But, I'm like, hey, let's go. But this is the thing, though. It doesn't tell you when it's gonna happen. It just happened. You know what I mean? Like, you can't hold it. It's that bad. It's yeah. that powerful. <laughs> <laughs> so, normally we used to go running. <laughs> we used to go running from my house. It was on uh, Panama and like. Uh, 
like by South Asia, and there's a Bayarta market there, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. we used to go from the Bayarta market all the way to Wilson. It was a CVS on South Asia, yeah, South Asia. Okay, yeah, yeah. Way. So it's like, it's not. I would say like, good two miles, no? Yeah, right. around there. It's it's it's. I would say like, 30, 40 minute run. Yeah. From there to there, and then back to the house. So I noticed, <laughs> he put the ballerina tea on my on my pre workout. Oh. And uh, and he was waiting for me to uh, to have our like because uh, we always have our pre workout. We just drink it, shove it, and then we go running. So and that thing is immediately, bro. <laughs> you drink it, and like like five minutes later, you stomach like, gloop, 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 and you're like, oh man, I gotta go. <laughs> okay. So I noticed he did that, and he told me, "Are you ready?" And I was like, "Ah, I just put in my stuff away." Um, and I asked him to go to the garage to get something for the garage. Like, make sure, oh, can you bring the weight best for me? It's in the garage. And I, oh, yeah, I get it, I get it. So the moment he went to the garage, I ran and I switched the cap, bro. Like, I sw- like basically <laughs> put his stuff on, yeah. on his and I put mine in another cap and then back mine. And then right. you switch and leave it like that. And then I went running back. Then I noticed, like, man, this thing is so heavy. And I was like, all right, fuck it, let's go. And I put it on. <laughs> and then like ah fuck let's get a pre-workout so we had a pre-workout we showed it and I know he was drinking his you know I showed mine he he did his and I told him hey bro how about you take the best on the way there and I bring him the way back and he's like alright fuck it because he knew that I was gonna I'm gonna get the runs like yeah, in like 5-10 yeah, yeah, minutes yeah, so you fucked him over even more yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he told me let's sprint first so ah fuck it let's go so we started going and we were like running fast, bro, like holding ass, holding ass. And seven, seven, eight minutes later, he's like, man, my stomach hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, bro, like, I don't feel good. <laughs> and he told me, bro, can you take the, the best from me? I was like, no, 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 I'm taking the way back. And then I started running faster, you know, like, you left I left it, you know, like, so he can bring me the <laughs> So he can bring me the best. And I noticed where, like, he started sweating, like, more than usual, bro. Like, bad, oh like, bad. And I, he, he's like, hey, wait. <laughs> and I, I pretend I didn't hear him, you know, like, he's like, wait, JC, wait. <laughs> and I know, like, he tried to take <laughs> <laughs> he started looking around and man, <laughs> I'm gonna take a shave right now. So he was looking for bushes or something, you know. <laughs> and he's like, took, <laughs> he took Holy the bus, dropped on the floor, <laughs> and he took off back, running like crazy. And I just saw him like all the way there, like running like back to the house. And he didn't even have the key. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Damn. Oh Dude, my god, bro. He just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, there he goes. I don't know. I think he made it. I don't think he made it to the house. I think he had to run back. I was like, I get inside the house, I come back, and I had the waist on, you know, like I come back running regularly. He collapsed, bro. So I got to the house. I didn't see him in the front. And then I, I got inside the house. I'm like, I start asking for Eric! Eric! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear anything. I was like, fuck. So I went back and I started looking like, man, where this guy? And I noticed it was like a chest, like a shit chest thing. To the backyard, though. <laughs> he jumped the fence. He jumped the fence. 
and then I saw him on the floor like watching out like still like oh, oh my god like, <laughs> damn <laughs> I was like oh my god I was like what happened <laughs> wow. I was like bro are you fucking trick I was like no motherfucker you tried to give me that shit yeah. and I think with the pre-workout was worse bro yeah. oh, <laughs> man. that's fucking nuts so that remind me like you're gonna be doing trips for some reason like at the, like cleaning or something like remind me of that story yeah I'm pretty sure that's how they're yeah. gonna be back and forth <laughs> Three, three throw-ups is my max. After I throw up three times, I'm done. Start shitting? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's when I, I draw the line. I'm like, I gotta stop. I gotta be in the bathroom now for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you lose a lot of your electrolytes and your energy and everything. Yeah. You get knocked out. Yeah, I mean. But, but yeah, I mean, it, this no. was a great... Oh, go ahead. This was a great episode, man. It was uh, it was awesome talking to you. You just had a lot of amazing stories and funny stories. And you're just an interesting man, dude. You should be you should be the guy in the commercial of Dos Equis. Oh, that's interesting man. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That sounds yeah. good right now. <laughs> 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 what time is it? What time is it? <laughs> it's Friday. But you know, if you have anything to shout out, uh, this is where we shout out whatever you want, you know, your your social medias, your gyms, your music. Um well definitely man, thank you for that. Um well I have actually, I actually have a fight September twenty third. It's going to be televised pay-per-view. I, I will post the links on my social media at JC Yamas MMA on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tinder, Grinder. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Grinder? <laughs> yeah. Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. You guys can follow me at JC Yamas MMA. And our, the name of our gym is Yamas Competition Team. And you can also find it on social media. Also on my YouTube channel, you can see my music, my fights, my TV shows, my commercials, my man, everything right there at JC Yamas MMA. Okay. Uh, and your music? My music, JC Yamas. You can find my music in all digital platforms uh, as JC Yamas. And you can see like hundreds of songs there. And okay. hopefully a new album coming soon. And also a new book. I'm writing a book. Well, the book is already finished. We're just finishing the details. But hopefully at the end of the year, we're going to have a new book called The Cenizas Ayamas, From Ashes to Flames. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Wow. Okay. That tells it all. That tells it all right there. Right. And then uh, what movies are you coming out on? Well, I did a couple of TV shows for like 20th Century Fox Television, uh, Cooper Barret, Guide to Surviving Life. I did a couple of national commercials for Pepsi, for AT&T. I did also a TV reality show in Miami with yeah. Daddy Yankee, Chino and Nacho, uh, Piolin. I was actually nominated the best TV show in America, and nice. they actually nominated me for an award for the best TV moment, Premios to Mundo. I didn't want, but I, I got nominated. Right, and, um, right, right. Dude, I think yeah. we're gonna have to come for another. Yeah, part two. Yeah, I'm like the anytime. We, we we didn't get that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Also, surprises, man. <laughs> there, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The most interesting man in the world. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're gonna leave it on suspense. Yeah. <laughs> anything else you want to shout out? Any anything uh, you got going on? Yeah, or anything else? My sponsors. A- thank you. Uh, so now my sponsors: uh, Gutierrez and Tires, Suchinola, Dosh Ram, Hada Dosh Ram. Also, uh, shout out to all my students, everybody that is listening to you guys. Thank you for 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 this and. Um, Thank you. Hopefully you guys can tune in on my fire and thank you for everybody that supports my career, always there and share my stuff and subscribe. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Oh, yeah. 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 You guys, you guys want to shout out anything? No, it sounds uh, like one for the books. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. What are you guys going to eat? 
sushi sounds good right now, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a piece of steak that he's been calling my name for like a couple of hours already. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just a little piece. Man. It is it's a piece. Is, it looks like this. Yeah, probably. And that's it. Just, just that. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah, nothing right, yeah, no, nothing. yeah, you have to get ready for the fight. All right, guys. Well, thank you. We got a part two soon, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Let's go. Get a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little high, man. I'm a high, a little high, I think. <laughs> <laughs>